Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 60 of the podcast that was originally recorded on February 16th of 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, Red 7, Libertalia, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Skull and Shackles, Darkest Dungeon, Seven Days to Die, as well as Dragon Age Inquisition. I also talked about some of the games I want to play, like Alchemists and Dead of Winter, a Crossroads game. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. We are on episode 60. You can send us email. Let me know what you're playing now. Send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. We also have a Facebook page. Just do a search for what I'm playing now on Facebook and give me give some likes to us. Also have our Google Plus page, plus.google.com slash the plus side what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, last but not least, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hopefully everybody's enjoying the new site. I'm going to be working on some forums next. Hopefully have those up before the end of February. I'm going to be playing around with that in the next couple of weeks. So let's jump into some of the things that I have been playing now this past week. Unfortunately, on Tuesday, I happened to miss Dice Master Night because of work. I kind of got hung up at work, so I wasn't able to make it down there. So I did not get a chance to play Dice Masters, but I really am looking forward to going tomorrow. I've missed two weeks in a row, so I need to head down there and actually get the organized play stuff for February. So I'm definitely going to try my damnedest not to miss another week of that so I can make sure I get all my organized play cards. I've also been looking at some of the different cards that are going to be coming out for both DC and the D&D sets, both sets of which I'm really looking forward to. I, like I've mentioned before, I haven't picked up any of the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff yet, and I, I think I'm just going to completely skip that set. I know a couple of the guys that I am playing Dice Masters with, they've picked up a few cards. They actually say it's not that bad. I'm, I'm just going to skip that because there's a, several other games that I have kept my eyes on and haven't had, have had my eyes on for a while as far as board games go. I'll be talking about that under the what I want to play now section of the show. So that's about it for Dice Masters for this week. So board game night, we started off with a little bit of Red 7. Red 7's a card game, consists of, I believe, 49 cards. Now, cards are numbered 1 to 7. And there are, the cards have different colors, basically reminiscent or what the rainbow is. And that is the Roy G. Biv colors, the red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, blue, violet. And it's a great little game. It's a four-player card game. I think I've talked about this game before on the podcast because I played this one once before, so I'm not going to go into too much of the game. We only played one one hand of it while we were kind of sitting around trying to, waiting for other people to show up and just is kind of like a time burner and we wanted something quick to play. So if you haven't played Red 7, definitely check it out. And I, I really like this game and I'll, I'll, I'm going to be adding it to my collection. It's, I have not picked it up yet, but I will be putting, putting it into my collection sometime soon. So the other game that we played on Thursday for board game night is a game called Libertalia. Libertalia is a pirate-based um, card game, I guess you could say. There is a board to it as well. The interesting thing with this is each player has 30 cards. You're playing with, I believe, nine cards per turn, I guess you could say. One prior player will mix up their their deck of cards and then kind of deal out the cards in front of them and tell you what cards will be in your hand for that turn. So you're going to have cards that are basically numbered from 1 to 30, 
And they also have a rank on them as well, which pertains to kind of like, I guess you could say, a level for the character or how or how important that character is, what their influence is. And certain cards have higher influence than other cards that people will have in their hand. So everybody's basically going to start off with the same nine cards each round. Well, I guess you could say for the first round only. After that, depending on what other people have discarded and what other people have kept into their hand, because you're going to have a couple of cards left in your hand before the beginning of the next day from your plunder, and you're going to lay cards down, lay one card down each turn. That basically decides the order of play for the turn. So there's basically a day, dusk, and a night phase. During the day phase, um, during sunrise, you're going to play the cards down, and the cards are going to be going from left to right in numerical order. If two players are saying are playing the same numbered card, that is where their influence will come into play. And then the lower player is to the left, the higher player is to the right. And then these these cards will tell you what actions happen basically during the day. And then at dusk is when you basically go from right to left, and the cards will basically be done in reverse order as far as picking out plunder. So all of the cards do different actions. The interesting strategic part of this game is you kind of need to guess at what your opponents are going to be playing and when they're going to be playing their cards. So all of the cards do different actions during the, the day phase, and they range from like a parrot, which has is the number one card, which basically lets you look at what everybody else is doing and then play another card so you can try to fit your action into what they're doing. Trying to go into all the different cards in the podcast would take way too long, so I'm not even going to try to do that. But it's really interesting the way this game is designed and this mechanic, the way it works. It works very well. Uh, it's, it's very difficult, though. If you get somebody that just happens to play a couple of cards right in a row and they get to pull some really good plunder during the dusk phase, it's they can jump ahead in the scoring very quickly. So at the end of the at the end of each round, you're counting up your points that you have, and some of the different plunder that you can get are chests, jewels, goods. You can also get maps that certain characters can maybe turn in for additional points. Some of the other things you can get during the plunder phase are cursed relics, um, also sabers and Spanish officers, which aren't worth anything during the during the actual counting up of the point phase. But sabers can be used to actually kill somebody that is in your opponent's den because after a card is played, the card goes to the player's den. Unless if there's another card in play that will essentially put that card right into the character's cemetery. So you, what you're trying to do is play the cards, get the cards into your den, and hopefully be able to keep these cards alive in your den so they can then contribute to your points at the end of that round by additional actions that they may have on the card. So it's a pretty interesting pirate game. I had a pretty good time with it, and I definitely play this one again. So if you have not seen Libertalia yet, definitely give that one a look. Give it a shot. I think it's a pretty cool game. Of course, on Sunday, we played Pathfinder for our Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Scotland Shackles Organized Playthrough. We played through two scenarios. We played through Love's Labor's Lost, as well as Yoho Grindylows. Both of these are in the second adventure deck, so it was pretty cool that we actually got to add the second adventure deck to our base set finally and play with those cards. Some of the monsters that we ran across during both of these scenarios being, um, since they're in the second adventure deck, were definitely much more difficult than what we've seen in both the base and the first adventure deck set. So it was pretty cool to actually have a really good challenge in front of us. The team pulled together, I think, pretty well. 
Um, nobody lost their lives. Everybody came out successful. Everybody got some really good deck upgrades out of both scenarios. So I think everybody walked away from the table after play- finishing both scenarios and being successful with um with some pretty good upgrades to our decks. I know I was actually able to upgrade a couple of spells in my deck. I was able to grab a spell level 2 and a spell level 1, which got rid of a couple of other cards. And I think that should make my sorcerer a little more well-rounded as far as casting goes and what he's able to do. I think my character's actually my character actually does a pretty good job. He can since since one of my main um attributes that I have is being able to turn any card into a spell. It's a it's a very wonderful ability to have, and I have to say I really enjoy it. So had a really great time with that. So that was about all I was able to do with um, board games. I did try to get a game of Mage Knight in on Saturday, but that got cut short by a couple of things that popped up on Saturday. So I pretty much just got a chance to read through a little bit more of the rules again and try to familiarize myself a little bit more with that. But I'm definitely going to work on getting in some more time with Mage Knight as I did just get the sec- the the expansion for that one in over the weekend. So I now currently have both expansions as well as the base set. I've also been looking at some possible box solutions for trying to get all of this game into one box. I hit Board Game Geek and was checking out a couple of the different ideas that people had come up with and looking at a couple of the different inserts that people had created for this. There were a couple of that I liked, and so I'm just going to have to maybe sit down and kind of create maybe a foam one myself. And I, I think I was going to go with something like that, but I, ne- I definitely need to try to get something a little bit easier to manage this game because it looks like it's getting a little out of hand having the three different boxes. I have a fourth box with all the cards in it currently because I had sleeved all the cards from the base set and those cards would not come anywhere close to fitting within the box of the base set. So once I sleeve both of the expansions, I have a feeling I'm going to need a fairly decent sized card box to hold all those since I had used Ultra Pro card sleeves for those which add a little bit of size to the cards, let's say. So, um, But I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into a little bit more of Mage Knight, especially with the expansion. I've heard some pretty good things about the expansions, which is one of the reasons why I was able to grab that off of Amazon this past weekend. Video game-wise, some of the things that I played over the past week I spent some more time with Darkest Dungeon. I touched on this game a little bit last week, and I have to say this game does not let up at all once you get into the game. It's just, it's it's really just a tricky, difficult game that you kind of just are going to be beating your head against the wall for and sitting there looking at the computer like, you know, why are you turning against me all of a sudden? After you have a couple of good runs, you know, you'll end up with a run that just goes horribly wrong. I have lost a couple of characters already. They were lower level characters, so they weren't characters that I had raised to any decent level. So I really wasn't too too attached to them or too sad to see them go. I finally did get a character I think that is up to level 3. Once he got back from a sabbatical of where he was had basically left the group and was not playable for several rounds, uh, he finally did rejoin the ranks and I guess had become one with himself and was completely back in zen. So I was able to get one guy up to level 3, but I'm um, still working through that game. I think it's a pretty good game if you haven't seen it yet. Check it out on Steam. It's an early access game. I was able to play a little bit more of 7 Days to Die. That's the zombie survival game that I've picked up. I think it was around Christmas or New Year's that I had downloaded that for my wife and I. She still hasn't had a chance to give that one a shot, but I've invested a little bit more time in that. I'm still trying to get a little bit more comfortable with the crafting in that game and survival. That game as well is rather brutal, and once you do die a couple of times in that game, it is pretty hard to come back. So trying to just survive in that game is reminding me of 
the very, very first couple of days of playing Minecraft and not really knowing what to do. So I still need to put a little bit more time into Seven Days to Die and become a little bit more comfortable with that and basically just find a good base to start off with and just try to survive and not get eaten by zombies, which happens much too frequently in that game. And then, of course, I also played some more Dragon Age Inquisition. Dragon Age Inquisition appears to be my go-to Saturday night game the past couple of weekends as I've been investing quite a bit of time back into that game and just having a heck of a time with it. I think I my character finally reached level 9 and most everybody in my party is level 8. So I played that most of Saturday evening. Been going through a couple of the different areas. Went into one area. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head right now, but I remember running into a couple of mobs that I looked at and was like, I probably shouldn't be here yet. So we're going to go back to the last zone I was in and spend a little bit more time there finishing some more quests there and then seeing where the game takes me. The graphics are still spectacular on that game and I just, I'm just i just having a heck of a good time with that one. I've, I actually never finished, um, I think like I mentioned before in one of the earlier podcasts, some of the earlier Dragon Age games. I never played the second one. I did invest quite a bit of time into the first one though, but I have a feeling I'm going to try to get through as much of Inquisition as I can here over the next several Saturdays and if I can get any in during the week. So that was pretty much about it that I played for the week. I figured this was going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast considering several of the games that I had played this week I've played previously, so I really didn't want to sit here and kind of rehash some stuff that I've already gone through. Um, But some of the things I am looking forward to, I did pick up Dead of Winter last week. So I was really stoked about that. I also have, my wife got for me for Valentine's Day, Alchemists, which is basically what I've been reading the rules for and watching a couple of videos on to familiarize myself with that. I will be taking that down to the board game store on Thursday, hopefully finding a group of people to play. Hopefully everybody has their own phone, so we're not just using one phone to use with the app. But if it comes to be and we need to use my phone and it needs to get handed around to everybody, I will definitely do that. Alchemist definitely looks like a very intense, very interesting worker placement game that has quite a bit of deduction side to it. I guess you can kind of say it will remind you a little bit maybe of Sudoku as you're trying to figure out some of the different combinations of potions and everything. But from what I've seen on some of the videos, both watching Rado run through this game, as well as a couple of other ones, I know Dice Tower reviewed this one. I can't wait to get this one on the table and actually play this with a group of four people. I know the first time playing this, it's probably going to be an interesting game of reading through the rules and trying to figure everything out, but I have a feeling once we get a grasp on this one, it's going to hit the table, I'm hoping, quite a bit. So that is it for episode 60 of What I'm Playing Now. As always, don't forget to leave me some reviews on iTunes. You can also find us on the Xbox Music Store. Send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. As I always say, don't forget to drop the G there. You can find me on Facebook by doing a f- Facebook search for what I'm playing now. Also Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, as always, our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a bunch of new games that I've played. And let me know, like I always say, what you're playing now. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.